but yeah, they were talking about the. Uh, I was wondering. I was like, yo, is this the fashion police or a new you? What's going on? Nah, here? um, I don't remember the the uh, young cat's name, but um, he was, he was talking about huh? what he looked like. He he had like a fur, like a fur shawl. Yeah, I think he works at like a mobile store. Okay, I think you know, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and he brought up the Beyonce outfit or whatever, and Ed was like, uh. It was trash. <laughs> she could have done better. And then Put, me and Putro were talking about the impeachment. And then he's like, listen, there's going to be no impeachment or whatever. And how'd the vote go? Was it an impeachment? No, no, no. But just like off the, off the, because if you look at this the, on a statistical standpoint, 50% of America is for the impeachment, 50% is not. Right. Those numbers are crazy. How the actual vote go with the Senate? Like I mean, it's, that's tonight. But still, oh, okay. if you look at the numbers, gotcha. it just sounds like they're fabricating the fact of something that's not going to happen. Yeah. Because they compared it into, like, uh, Bill Clinton. Yeah. His numbers are, like, at 30, around, like, 32%. When he got impeached? Yeah. Yeah. Trump's at 50%. 50-50. Oh, wow. Only half of America, it's, like, at a divide. Yeah. In comparison to that. But then um, we were talking about, like, when you like somebody so much, no matter what they do, it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what they say or do. You're going to you're going to root for that person. And then he just threw the Beyonce thing. And Ed was like, no, no, no. But then they brought up Mary J. Blige. And <laughs> um, I don't remember which I didn't really look up what you were. And um, but Ed was like, "Oh, Mary J. Blige, this Mary J. Mary J. Blige, that," and she was like rooting for her. And we're like, "See, but that's but that's the person you you're going for." And then we brought up the the fact of uh, Mary J. Blige being scorned and how she consistently makes mistakes with the uh, partner she chooses. And I think somebody even mentioned maybe it's her. Wow. And then Ed was like, "No." That's my homegirl. And then it was just basically going back, tying back to like whoever you root for because uh, such and such was like, listen, it's all Beyonce. This is the masterpiece. And then she was like, this is trash. But then when Mary J. Blige came in the picture, it was like, well, hold on. This is like. It makes sense. Yeah. So. Like, like how Josh like AI. And then they brought up the Jay-Z thing. Shooter. But he still like Josh AI, said he would have stole him. Cause you know you know the clip where um, they just stole the, the phone, yeah. When he took the phone because they were recording Beyonce dancing, <laughs> Jazz and Roy said they would have uh, <laughs> they would have socked him. <laughs> first of all, I want to talk to tomorrow. But the first step he took towards Jay Z, uh-huh. it'd have been fifteen guards on Jazz. He right said he would have been the life of the party. Then next, <laughs> they would have been on Twitter trending tablet. Yep, that was me. It would have been. <laughs> it would have been. Guy steps towards Jay Z to punch him, and then fifteen guards beat him up. That <laughs> 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 would have been the story right there. It was, a, it was a good five feet between dude and and and, and Jay Z. Jazz yeah. would have never got to punch him. Tell you right now, he got hidden guards. You don't even know. It's just people just dancing right in the party, but it actually like his guards yeah. or not. So so how did dresses lead here? It was a collective, cause like all of it was at the party, and they were talking about outfits, and then the impeachment, and then the idea of like you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what somebody does. If you like the person and have passion for that person, they could do wrong, but you don't see it. And then the beehive came into into play, and then I showed the clip of uh, Jay Z still on the phone. Oh, I mean, I, I get Jack- that, but there were like two, I guess, two factions of that Mary oh, J. Mary J. looked better, or Beyonce. Looked well, better? they were just bringing up things because, like, um, 
the point was, Ebb was saying Beyonce dress was trash, and everybody was saying like, no, it's it's not. And then Pucho was going off with the sense of like, oh, but he didn't really he didn't really care. But he was just saying like, but then we were comparing like the impeachment with like, well, it goes off of what people like, and if they like this person so much, it does, they could do good or bad. You're gonna fight for them. And then he used like the Beyonce dress as an example, and that's what like kind of curated everything and put it together. I mean, I, I get that. It's just that they both look great. That's I'm like, why are we arguing over that? See, <laughs> that that's why I don't understand. That's why I'm confused. Can someone clear that up for me, please, brother Mike? Anybody? I didn't. I didn't like Beyonce's dress. Really? I didn't. I didn't think. I I thought it was kind of. I thought it was just too much. I didn't really think. So maybe maybe I saw the incorrect one, but in case I did, I, I thought the chicks. I definitely want to look at it again. Absolutely, actually, oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see everybody's dress, but they because when they brought but it up, due respect to S. <laughs> when they when they when they brought it up, I didn't get in an argument. I was just sitting listening, but then I was just looking at the pictures because I never really looked at it, and they were they were mentioning how the actual dress, saying it wasn't the best choice, and then such and such came up and oh, was like, oh no. No, this. It's, what are you talking about? This is a. This oh, Beyonce oh, killed it again. Oh, uh, and she and. Oh. <laughs> I, I again, I love both personally, mm-hmm. right? Because I think it fits their bodies perfectly, respectfully. They're very, in, you know, they're very intuitive to their bodies. You could oh, tell Beyonce MJ because she had a right the different dresses. Dress. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't say I didn't say Mary J. Blige's dress though. So this is who? This is Beyonce. Okay. I think they fit their. I'm with you. Yeah. They I, look good though, right? I think it fits their bodies and their and their ages and. My thing is. Oh, okay. I see her dress. I didn't see her dress. I didn't like that. Um, that thing that stuck up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like. A, <laughs> I just felt like she could have done better. That's just me. I didn't like it that much. <laughs> and I guess I'm with Ed with this one. I didn't like it. Well, now <laughs> now Josh is very curious. I have to see who made the dress now. Oh, um I think they brought it up in the in the shop. Uh I think the guy was on Fashion Runway or one of those shows. That's what I'm saying. What y'all talking about Fashion Runway in the barbershop? That's, that's no, 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 we didn't talk about it. The, oh, the guy that brought it up. Oh, mentioned okay. and him and Ed brought it up like, oh, okay. he he's because he's making a lot of their dresses yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know this. Jabs told me who it is tomorrow when I go in there. I know everybody. I don't, think, I don't think Jabs will remember what they were talking because he didn't pay attention. To that oh, okay, okay. He just paid attention to the dress part. Oh, and, I meant the, the guy marriage, you told with the fur. I'm trying to figure out who that who that was. The guy with the oh, first. Jabs would tell you. Who yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out. I don't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I figured out who all who all was, I was arguing with Roy. And I was like, yeah, that's all all getting on my nerves too. <laughs> oh my god. So, how does it? Oh, cool. Thank you. Appreciate that. Look at this. Preparation. Oh, Brother John. Brother John. Came studious. Uh-oh. Here we go. Three scholars. The three scholars. With the, uh, the three best Did you see the there? forecast for today? I've never seen this wording for a snow. Squall. A squall. I was like, what the hell is a snow squall? <laughs> and then somebody explained like it's a burst of, snow, like of a snowstorm in 10 minutes. Where well, you can't really see or do anything, and then it goes away. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> Sounds like a Pokemon. Eesh. <laughs> so, we ready, fellas? Wait. Do we have an intro? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I gotta try to remember off the top of my head. But we do have one. That Miguel improves. I'm so excited to hear it. I'm mad I wrote it instead of putting it in my phone. Um, I'm going to go with off top. <laughs> but you can always wrong. improvise. I know. You know what I mean? Just go yeah, off the yeah, top. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote it down. Though. I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm saying off the top. But you still probably way. know in your subconscious. Just, you know, let yeah, it yeah, flow. Yeah. Let that flow. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So we are back. And uh, welcome, everybody, again to another episode of A New You Radio. Uh, the show where you get same type of information or topic that you would get if you were at the barbershop or beauty salon. Um, of course, I am your host, that quote. Hmm? Uh, oh, Big Mike, Mike Levant, bringing you all these it's topics everything. and keeping yeah. the conversations moving. Who you hear talking in the background is our, uh, our uh, members of our team. Of course, we got my man Banks in the building. Hey, listen. I don't sound like Josh, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <laughs> I mean, not according to my listeners, but, you know, I digress. And, of course, the creator himself, Josh Waring. Speak to him, Josh. Well, Josh is so excited today because our two scholars here have been reading a book for the past uh, couple weeks, hopefully. And uh, today is uh i guess the last it's actually the last podcast before the new year right i think so because we got um uh christmas is next week right and then the week after that wednesday is new year's day new year's i don't know i mean i'm free depends on um how sober uh banks is after new year's eve so i'm not, I'm sure. not drinking <laughs> i'm not sure uh we might but well, you're right before the new year you're right it's correct last one so we'll probably bring a new show Maybe New Year's Day. I'll be off work. Maybe we get together earlier. Again, depending on how. how New Year's Eve is on Wednesday? New Year's Eve is on Tuesday. Tuesday. So Wednesday. Oh, New New Year's Year's Day Day. is Wednesday. Yeah. So we could even do. Early. Early. Yeah, sounds good to me. Maybe do a brunch or something. That's cool. Let's get together. Yeah, let's let's, let's have fun. Let's let's, have some mimosas. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, just I'm not drinking two minutes ago. I said I wasn't drinking New Year's Eve, oh, okay. but, but, most, what is, but what's mimosas, though? For New like, Year's Day. Yeah, that's I mean, it's, it's mimosas. You got to go, I'm talking about hardcore alcohol, tequila, hey, take some shots. That's how Brother John likes to wake up and start his day, man. You Listen, know? man. Listen, man. So start wait, off the New Year right. Have you ever been to Tito's? I mean, excuse me, Tiki's. Tiki's where? At the shore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's open during the winter? No, I'm just saying that you, you feeling like that when you be getting the mimosas. Do I feel like that? Yeah. No, not like that. That's I, a different I, vibe. That's like a tequila day right there. Interesting. At Tiki's, where the with the boardwalk, with the with, deck and everything, right? The vodka and screwdrivers. Oh, I stay away from vodka though. I can't do it. It hurts me. I get a bad hangover. But tequila, tequila and dark, I'll do. But just no vodka. Yeah, I was seeing that uh, some of your some of your posts with that. But yeah, maybe we'll do like a New Year's brunch. No, nah, I think really think we should do it. I, Even I regardless of the alcohol or not, we should do it. Josh kind of like an offensive vibe. Well, so it depends kind of where we go. Okay. Oh, we can go to. Um, I mean, there's really. I mean, there's place. There's somewhere new when we can go to. But I mean, small. this place is like Casey Prime if they're open. Or oh, what's the Deltas? But we're, we're we're doing that show here. We got to do the show that day. Yeah, so, so it's gonna be like pickup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then we can just do um the brunch place in Ewing by the airport. 
what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> the brunch place in Ewing? By the airport? Ewing Diner? No, there's a there's a brunch place that just opened like two years ago. They're known for their brunch. Right, What's as, it as, called? Hold on, I'm, I'm going to pull it up. Please, please dude, I that definitely up. know that. Let's, let's shout Turn out these point? local businesses. I agree. Absolutely. Turner Point? Turner Point is the one in... Um... No, no, that's not it. That's not it. Oh, okay. Turner Point is bang. Have you had Turner Point? No, that's, that's not it. But there's actually a place that tastes better Jazz put me up on Turner Point. Have you had Turner Point? I have not. Oh, okay. It's in uh, one in Mercer Mall uh, Shopping Center. Shouts out to the turning point. Is this who dethroned Coldstone? Yes. Because I'd be very upset. Yes. At so they better be turning a point, Listen. in my opinion. Jazz put <laughs> me up Cafe on it. 72. Literally oh, Cafe 72. Yes. I Literally the best. Oh, I yeah, I have heard yeah. Yeah. The menu's different. Yeah. yeah. Cafe 72. Yes. All right, if they're open. Like, not too it. far. Yeah, it should be open. That's like one of the biggest days to be open. Maybe we can meet here. And go there and come back here for the culture. For the culture. All right. So um, moving on forward with this podcast, and we're very excited to bring y'all right before this holidays. Um, oh yes, the book progress. Yes, the millionaire fast lane. I I'll be truthful. I'm starting to get more involved. I'm I'm still in the beginning. Uh, but what I will say off of what I read. Uh, it definitely brings unique tactics on what we look on every day on a de- everyday scale based off of what how can I explain this I feel I feel like the biggest thing that I like what he he puts out in the beginning is how we look at money mm. and the process mm. of like basically you're supposed to work put your money in a four, 401k plan uh, cash out and basically you what you want to get at the age of 65 and that's it mm. and then you die but there's a better way of doing it in a sense it's like this it's like if you want to be if you want to how can i explain this if you want to be successful and the idea of being successful you have to work 40 years have your 401k plan go to college um cash out i'm not cash out but invest in certain stock stock options and then at 65, you can buy that car that you always wanted to do and do the things that you wanted to do at a younger age and then die. Conventional okay. trajectory. Okay. Right. And he basically breaks it down to where you don't need to necessarily do that, but also don't play yourself in the sense of where you're not going to get rich tomorrow or one of those get rich quick, those get rich quick schemes. Right. That's not, that's not actual, that's not an actual fact. And basically he breaks it down. He breaks it down in different points of where, based off what his experience is and basically shows you what you need to do, but at the right pace. Okay. That's my that's my take from what I've read. Excellent take. Brother Mike? Um, <laughs> it it sounds like an excellent take to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you concur, Doctor? I, I definitely concur. I'm, I'm going to just be quite honest with you. I have put money into this book. I paid for this book out of my pocket. So I'm ashamed to say I haven't gotten around to reading the book yet. It doesn't sound like Mike is actually getting value on something. Doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't make logical sense. And I somehow Don't got... You have the audio book too? Audible, yes. The Audible book. And I somehow got stuck, got stuck with the Audible membership again. <laughs> so there's no way you can get unstuck? With the membership? It's 12 hours, right? It's what? The, book, the book's 12 hours? It's 12 and a half hours. But the, the membership is like... 15 bucks a month or something like that. You can finish that in a week. No, no, no. I'm, I already bought the book. It doesn't matter. I don't have to have a membership for the book. But 
I have to I have to get rid of the membership number one. It happened to me before. <laughs> what should I do? Read the book. Anyway. Or well, listening to the book. Point is that as far as, oh, as, far as the listen to the book, it just it's hard. I have a my, uh, listen, Mike's a very busy person. My, I think you should just do the audio two hours a day. Two hours a day? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well break it down. No, no, I can break it down, but I'm a you very can just busy play person. It on your lunch, a chapter a day, my goodness. I listen to so much stuff to bring to this podcast mm-hmm. that it's kind of hard for me to catch other stuff. Not saying I won't do it. Or can't. Or can't do it. Mm-hmm. Correct. I thought like this is one of the excuses he brings up in the book. <laughs> no, it really is. There's something. I'm just saying, based off of like, Let me ask you, why do you like the book so much? Ooh, it's an actual equation for wealth. So, like, one plus one equals two. Right. It's a wealth equation. I obviously can't say it on our broadcast because it's intellectual property. Right. But check it out. Are you following the book right now? I've already finished it. No, no, no. Are you following? I've seen Josh's notes when he every time he tells us to read the book, he's been following it. Okay. He I, he has literally had a notebook in the book under it. <laughs> For the past couple Thank weeks, you, I noticed it. <laughs> I always notice the notebook in the book. That's why I was like, damn, I should just buy the book. <laughs> so you bought the book? I, yeah, I have it right here. Where'd you buy it from? Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. like, he gave us a PDF, but I was like, I might as well just buy the book because I've looked at the reviews. Yeah, I got the Audible version. I'm still, I still have. I mean, the audio, I, I might do that too. <laughs> that might actually help me get through it faster. That's the easiest way to do it, probably, yeah. which I will do. I'll start listening to it, driving back and forth to work. That'll give me like a good. Now, at least an hour. That, yeah, that's that's an hour right there. That's an hour right there because half hour each way. That's very interesting. I think that's the exact example I said before. He did, but, <laughs> but reading he didn't say. Well, to your to your defense, okay, Mike, <laughs> I will say this: with me, once I start something, I'll go all into it. I'll be addicted to it. I once you start reading, you actually want to read. I it. know I will, and I just got to push the start button and just kind of. Well, it sounds like Brother John is destined for the fifty dollar bonus. No, I don't think so. I, I, I'll pass. <laughs> oh, competitive Mike. Okay. I mean, John's got a crazy life, bro. <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> You'll see his post. <laughs> he got all meet up people he ain't seen in years at, at the, all types of places. Oh, like, last night. Yeah. <laughs> that was my boy. I will catch up and do it, man. I, you know, I, I like to get better. I want to be better in life. This is the, you know year I want to do that, so I, I will do it. So, what I will say to our listeners: by the time our January 2020 brunch podcast gets here, <laughs> uh, um, I will have read several chapters of the book. On Audible, <laughs> but, I, but I won't read some. With I'll give you uh, notes from the chapters that I read. So because I'm, I'm a, um, well that's just that really doesn't make sense. Really. But I'm actually I actually have photographic memory, but I'm listening. To it. But still, I know what I'm doing. I get what you're saying, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I do both at the same time. You read and listen at the same time. That's pretty smart too, actually. Now since we're talking about books, though, right? I suggested a book. Has anyone read that yet? What you book didn't? was that? When was this? A long time ago. What book was what it? Book? I remember you, you you suggest that movie. I suggested a <laughs> the movie. movie. Yeah, he, he suggested a lot of movies. I just did one movie. <laughs> no, uh, what is it? Um, the dating movie. I suggested. Oh, oh shit. If you, what was it called? What was it called again? <laughs> yes, you did. 
you every you say it every week. I can't. Uh, so you can think. Well, I don't remember. He's just not that into you. Yeah, you say it every week. Every time we say something that's coarsely like, oh, it reminds me of this. Because say it. The movie is such a good movie, and it has several couples in this scenarios. But what's the book though? Because I don't. The book was Aziz Ansari's book called Modern Romance. Which oh, I thought you were talking about the show. No. Well, well that's um, his, his show is uh, a Master of None. Uh, yeah. Well, how do you, oh, we'll, we'll have to talk about that show in Mental Theater. Okay. Love that show. I love that show. Love that show. But the book is, is has similar beats from the show. Mm-hmm. But the book talks about, you know, what we, what we kind of talk about. So it'll be good to kind of bring it into it. But it's dating in a modern society. As opposed to dating in the past, mm-hmm. where like, um, what's like it, a key point? So let me, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. So, so they talk about um, dating with uh, newer things, which you're interested in, like social media. When we talked uh-huh. about the social media thing, right? And 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 constant access, like cell phones mm-hmm. and uh, dating apps and things like that. And he, what happened was, um, he did this study with another. Um, a writer, and one of the ma- first things that he did was he went to two places. He went to a coffee shop, and he went to a nursing home, mm-hmm. right? So they juxtaposed each other, right? So he went to this coffee shop to find, like, younger groups, and he talked to some married couples. The couples have been together for mm-hmm. a long time. And he said to them, you know, why are you still together? Like, what makes you love the person that you're with? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. And they all gave these, like, elaborate responses you know, he's my soulmate. Mm-hmm. She makes me, you know, tick. I couldn't live without her. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, she's the moon over the stars. All this, all this stuff or whatever that, like, you know, fascinated him. Then he went to this nursing home, mm-hmm. and 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 by the way, he narrates the book on Audible, so it makes mm-hmm. it good and funny too because it's disease. But he went to this nursing home, and the first time he went. He could get no answers, by the way. These old people were like, listen, I don't know who you are. I'm not talking to you, bro, period. So came back the next day with donuts. <laughs> and he said, and he, he, says, he says, if you um, if you talk to me, I'll give you a donut. <laughs> so, so all the older people in the rec room, right, in the nursing home, they all decided to talk to him. So same thing. Now they're single now because they're all, you know, widows and stuff like that. But still the same question. Mm-hmm. What made you... Marry your husband, wife, you know, per se. They had been together 40, 50 years. All the answers were different. They were all like, well, look, he was the butcher's son. He lived down the street. Mm-hmm. My neighborhood never had a lot of guys in it, so I married him. Right? Or, you know, my mom was, was friends with his mom. They hooked us up for a blind date. Mm-hmm. And they just said, you know what? You guys should be together. He's going to school to be a lawyer. Marry him. But what they what he said what he got from that was even though these relationships lasted 40, 50 years, the women and the men would say, "Listen, I love my husband or wife because you know I grew to love them mm-hmm. over time." But honestly, we don't have a lot in common, mm-hmm. or we never really, you know, enjoyed each other's company as much because they got married because of these other reasons. Mm-hmm. E- but even though they're Longevity, if you look at the statistics, right, their marriages are lasting longer than ours. Mm-hmm. So it's just so, 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 so. Sounds like something we've been saying. Huh? I, I mean, I just, I get the premise of it because. I mean, that, that, that was just the start, but yeah. it's, 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 you know, it's deeper than that, though. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense if you with somebody and you work 
whatever kinks that may come out as opposed to just giving up just because this person said something you didn't like or didn't react to or they didn't like the artist or whatever that you have so much passion for and then you just like i'm not messing with this person no more as opposed to just working it out i feel like doing it in that in that sense creates longevity as opposed to what's happening now people just stop when something that they don't like happens right it seems like you know based off his study taking easier absolutely that people are you know getting knocked over the head right by cupid's arrow falling head over heels right. but then as soon as that adversity comes the apex <laughs> of it right mm-hmm. or the end of the honeymoon period and the honeymoon period they take the easy way out and say you know what this is not for me but the ones who were joined together for other reasons they're able to like okay i understand this about i understand this about her but you know, I can work through this and we can have a long, you know, a long marriage, successful marriage or stuff like that. So it's very interesting. And then just to go to now, you know, not tell you the whole book, but if this isn't like the first snippet. If you even look at it online, he talks about him. Right. And um, went on a, on a first date with this girl mm. and it was to him. It was OK. He's okay. real talk. Date with his girl, it was okay. So he's like, and I'm paraphrasing because it's more to it, but he was like, you know, I went to ask her, I wanted to um, uh, ask her for a second date. This that modern romance, modern technology. So he's like, you know, I shot her a text. Um, you know, did you have a good time? She said, yeah, we're going back and forth for a little bit. And I got some tickets to this concert. So I texted her about the concert in two weeks just to kind of fill her out. She was like, yeah, that would be cool. I don't know. And then he said, well, should I get the tickets? And she was just like, well, I'm not sure, but that will be fun. So he said, I went ahead and got tickets anyway. So he wants up. Uh... And again, I remember this book is an amazing book. It is. I didn't read it, but I've always heard about it. Yeah. And I remember these stories. Yeah. So it always, that kind of confirmed it for me that people are dating incorrectly. Because when you're at his level and you're still doing that and expecting positive results, it's like, you don't know what you're doing. Right. Because then he was played the game where he was like, I got, I got the tickets to the thing. It's next Thursday at 2 o'clock, so are you going to be free for sure? He didn't get a response from that text for, like, days. But he talked about how, like, I'm waiting. Should I text her again? Should I call her? Should I hit her up on social media? These are some of the things that we go through as modern daters, right? And then when you see her on um, Facebook or Instagram, you're like, well, she on there or he's on there posting all crazy. Why can't he write me back or whatever, right? These are some, not, not me, but these are the things that people go through. So, and that's what it's about. And anyway, long story short, she she didn't she didn't um, wind up going to the concert. He was upset, but he was upset with himself because he never had like a real confirmation anyway, but she was so positive about the first date. He thought he was good for a second date. So. Right. It's stuff like that. It's, it's a really good book. I suggest it for just for entertainment purposes. And I think it'll be good because it talks about a lot of stuff that we talk about right now. So I will add it to the list. Right now I'm reading a book on marketing and, you know, PR to amplify our, our broadcast which I will of, love. A, of a podcast. So, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still going to get um, <laughs> I'm going to get Kevin on stage's uh, thing, too, actually. So oh, the $100 deal? Yeah, yeah. Did y'all see the story I sent? Um, How they, uh, who did I tell this story to? Was it us? That I got kicked out of the studio? Oh, they got kicked out of, um, uh, <clears throat> they got kicked out of their studio. I swear I told somebody this story, but. Um, oh, yeah, the the, the warehouse. Yeah, I told you, right? Right. Did I tell you? 
don't think so. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we just said on online though, on whack. Did we no. That was, that was great for John to get his haircut the other week. So, <laughs> um, Pendergrass. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, John. So. <laughs> Kev- <laughs> Kevin on stage, you know who Kevin is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, he's he's come up, you know, over over the over time. So he he's purchased this. Um, so he rents this space mm-hmm. for the studio where he does his podcast at and does some of his shows. They mm-hmm. they got this space, uh, him and his wife, of course, mm-hmm. and they did some light fixtures. They decorated it. They put furniture in there. Oh, I always thought this was at his house. No, <laughs> not at his house. None of it. It's okay. an actual studio because he's got small kids, right? Yeah. So he brings people in from the outside for his podcast. Mm-hmm. He don't want everybody coming in uh, with his kids, stuff like okay. that, right? So he's got like a studio space so that, that he rents. But like I said, when you're talking about doing um, painting and light fixtures and things <laughs> like that, you're actually like adding value to the property. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, you're not just like... No, little, little, yeah. little, little stuff. So they've been there for a while. They're not bad tenants. They pay their rent early. Mm-hmm. Their credit is excellent. Let's be honest, brother Mike. These are tenants that owners would love, right? right. Landlords would love. They Land- would out. They would dream for a tenant <laughs> like this. Yes, right. <laughs> that of love because they're basically doing things that people complain about their tenants not doing. Right. They're doing the opposite. They're doing the opposite now. And they paid early, right? Early. Always early. Those are the key words that tenants <laughs> love to hear. Always early. Already had the money. Right. So they um they only there twice a week, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. He records a show on Tuesday and a show on Wednesday. They're only podcasts for like two hours each day. They're barely there. Since he um He's got bigger. They do merch. They sell merchandise, T-shirts, and stuff like that. Right. The studios where they keep the merchandise, the boxes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. when they get orders, he sends his brother-in-law, the wife's brother, who's a part of the business too. Mm-hmm. He'll go get the merchandise and send it out. That's that's his part of it. But that could be any day of the week. Mm-hmm. So the brother's there one day, and getting you know some boxes and some merchandise out. So the landlord's wife comes knocking on the door. Right, so he opens the door and says, "You know how you doing? How can I help you?" She says, "Who are you?" <laughs> like right away, she's very hostile. You know, uh, not greeting him the right way and everything. So of course he's you know coming back at her. I'm sorry. Well, who are you? Right, and she says, "Well, um, we'll just say blah blah's wife or whatever, mm-hmm. landlord's wife." And I wonder what's going on in here, right? And he says, well, um, we read the studio out, you know, and we're just getting some more our, our stuff out right now. And she says, so she's like trying to peek in, trying to get past him. Mind you, he's never seen before in his life. So he's like, ma'am, I can't just let you in here. All she did was say who she was. She didn't call her husband. She, didn't say, she just said, I'm, you know, this person. So she's trying to barge past him on the door. He's not letting her pass. So... The landlord winds up calling Kevin while he's at the movies. Mm-hmm. Seeing Queen and Slim, by the way, which is very ironic. <laughs> so, 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 or, 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 or I'm sorry, the property manager called Kevin right. and said, you guys may have to go to the studio. And Kevin's like, what? So after that, he wound up calling back and talked to the brother. And the brother told him what happened. So the landlord then right away said, after your lease is up, you guys got to go. So, um... Uh, they didn't understand why. They couldn't figure out why because they are such a good tenants, right? The wife. The wife, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, so. <laughs> right. So, it, it's a place where there's several 
tenants throughout. It's mm-hmm. not just like that one, that yeah, they're one tenant, tenants, yeah. right? But also because you're talking about, you know, Los Angeles, where it's warm at, there's also like a lot of, um, you know, hobos who try to get in there to use the bathrooms mm-hmm. and things like that. So the landlord had issues years ago and whatnot. So he tried to blame a broken bathroom that happened years ago on them some kind of way, which was not true. So turned out when the wife saw the brother like moving boxes out mm-hmm. at night, which were just t-shirts, and then she looked in there and she saw the couch because it's a studio, mm-hmm. right? She told the husband, I think someone's living in there, right? And also because they're moving boxes, you know, they might be moving drugs. Who knows? Because it's boxes being moved at night, all right? And and then so then he called Kevin. He said, Kevin, it's supposed to be just a studio, you told me. Why is somebody living there? Is somebody living here? He said, my wife saw furniture. Yes, she saw the couch and a chair because we do podcasts. I don't understand. So the landlord is thinking, well, I thought it was like an office. He said, I never told you it was an office, but no one lives here. I can assure you of that. We're here for four hours a week at that. So either way, um, the, the landlord wouldn't give Kev the real reason why he wanted to let him go. Mm. Right, and, and he's of uh, what did I tell you of uh, Middle Eastern descent, uh, the landlord, right? Who can also be very racist, as we know sometimes. Right. So, th- Kevin said, "I need to understand why you ask me. I, why you telling me to leave? I can't renew my lease." The landlord said, "Legally, I don't have to tell you. I can just let you tell you you got to go." And he's right. He don't got to tell him legally why he's asking him to go. He, it, that's that's a part of a rental agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, they hung up. The wife, of course, Kevin's black wife <laughs> Melissa was not happy and she's like no call him back <laughs> what not so, she, so he calls back she starts talking to him she's like where you at we need to meet we need to talk about this and whatnot we need to try to figure out why we have to leave and what's going on and this that and the third and it gets deeper actually Josh I need to tell you you know more happened after this right but I'll keep going so um the guy wouldn't meet with them at all and he refused to wouldn't tell him then got Kevin back on the phone. The wife is like, we should get our lawyer involved. Kevin's like, no, because if we get a lawyer involved, we're going to do all this all this back and forth um, to court, pay court costs to try to prove that he's taking us out because he's racist. We really can't prove that at all. To do what? Stay somewhere we don't want to be or who don't, we don't want us there? That makes no sense. Right. Then the landlord said, well, you can stay, but it got to be month to month from now on. So now you really kick me out whenever you want to? Like after a month, I got to go? Who, I'm not trusting you on a month to month lease. You're already trying to kick me out now. So long story short on that, Kev decided to move. But that situation kind of hit him because, you know, being a good tenant, having good credit, being a pseudo celebrity, all of this stuff doesn't matter if someone just doesn't like your race. Right. Right? You know, at that time. And... I was telling Josh about that. He's talking about a story where, you know, he was going uh, jogging with his son and they were coming home and the son had his hood on. They got to like nighttime, told him to take your hood off. And the son said, wow, I'm cold. And he said, because just walking around as a black person with a hood at night, it don't look good, you know, for us and whatnot. And the son didn't understand. So he had to go home and let him know. And the son literally was like, yo, I'm cold. <laughs> like, why can't I have my hood on and stuff like that? So he had to tell him. So fast forward, Josh, same studio, because they're still there. They took the leases up. A few, I am say like a week or two later, something like that, they're, uh, rec- they're uh, recording their game night uh, show there. Um, just playing, um, I don't know, Connect 4, Jenga, whatever. So 
about, uh, you know, right after it was over, knock at the door. Police is at the door, the studio door and whatnot. So the police goes to the door and he says, can I help you? The police says, yeah, we got a, um, you know, issue about a noise complaint. You know, what, what's, you know, what's, what's going on in here? And he says, so we're just recording our game night, nothing going on. And the police officer was like, you know, I, I really knew nothing was going on, but I had to come and check it out because we got the call. But I walked up here and I didn't hear anything. So I was wondering why was there a noise complaint? Because I don't even hear any noise when I'm coming, you know, walking to the property and to your door. <laughs> what not? Wonderful testimony. Thank you, officer. Right. <laughs> Which is true. So they go downstairs because they're upset, trying to figure out who it was. And there's like several other tenants. <laughs> Let me guess. The landlord. No, no. The Let's wife? Let's, no, no. It gets better? It gets better. <laughs> so they go to uh, the one guy's door, knock on the door and say, sir. And they were going to be nice about it, you know. Yeah. Sir, did you call the police on us? Like, if you have a problem with the noise, let us right. know. We'll calm down without you having to call the police and right. whatnot. So they knock on the guy's door. The guy, he's a um, he's a, a Spanish guy. He's like, no, I did not call the police. I, you know, I promise you that. Like, I didn't call the police. You guys aren't even loud. So they realized, like, he was being, you know, genuine and that it wasn't actually him. Mm-hmm. So as the wife is there with him she turns around a little bit and she sees the curtain swing right back and forth at another of the of the, the tenants yeah another one of the tenants whatnot so they realized right then and there that that was the house who called the police because they're peeking out the curtains to see who to see who's down there right so they go not so so as soon as they turn around the lights go off right and, Eesh. And, so they go knock on their door Curtain's still swaying, though, because they move so fast. And they're like, um, can we talk to you guys, you know, if you have a problem with the noise? They're knocking, knocking. Nobody answers the door. Lights are off now. <laughs> like, nobody's even there, right? So they woke them out and talked to them, period. So <laughs> they wound up um, going back upstairs for a while and did whatever. Kev goes down to take the trash out later on. The lights are back on, <laughs> right? <laughs> so... So he decides to knock again, and someone actually does answer because they probably don't think it's him this time. So they answer the door, and you know he says, "Can I, you know, um, I someone called the police on me? You know, could you could we talk about this if it was you guys?" They let him in. Now this is a Asian uh, a woman, right, of Asian descent. So they let him in the house, and she's like, "No, no, I didn't call the police. It wasn't me." Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it's another woman in the background who's not saying nothing, <laughs> right? So, so she's like, um, you know, uh, you know, I didn't do it, but sometimes you guys are kind of loud. <laughs> can, can you, uh, you know, whatever you're doing there, sign somebody running back and forth. Can you stop doing that? Because it is a little loud. So he says, well, if you have a, if you have a problem with that, just come knock on the door. We'll calm down, you know, whatever it is and whatnot. And a lady in the background chimes in like, yeah, but it's too loud. So basically now he knows it was them who called the police, right? And, um, but again, they will not admit it. So between that and the landlord, he definitely gone now. Apparently regardless. their joy upsets them. Their joy upsets them. Now, nobody in these in these in these two stories, nobody's white. 
right? There's a there's a there's a, there's a Middle Eastern guy, there's a Spanish guy, there's an Asian guy, there's Kevin's black, right? Mm-hmm. But it lets you know, kinda that even though we look at white people, that even other cultures are still racist towards black people, and it's like you got to be careful either way, mm-hmm. you know, as you listen to that. So that was just a testimony. So I like the stuff. And also, I'm sorry. Also, one thing I told Josh too. I'm sorry. Black ownership. Kev rents this building, you know, rents this studio and whatnot. And it made him think about that as well. Like, we got to own things. So we can't just be kicked out for no reason, for nothing. And we got to own things and also support black businesses who do own things. So that way, at least that's not the reason why we're getting kicked out, you know, right, as right. well. In that regard. So, but moving on forward to our actual podcast. Uh, which the book will get done. What's this about the fate of the New Year Radio podcast? Well, right, because... The book? If it's not finished by New Year's Day... Moving forward. Josh and his idle threats, but we got some um, inspirational stuff for you guys after talking about all that stuff. Um, and um, for the first time ever... First time ever, which this was amazing to me to hear this, but very, very um, excited and proud as well. But Miss America, Miss Universe, Miss uh, Teen USA are all black women. And um, I just thought, you know, for those four pageants and competitions over the years, for that to to happen all in one calendar year, I thought your shows, uh, you know, us and how we are, you know, just doing big things. As a culture, um, any thoughts on that, John? I thought it was beautiful. Now, just in simplicity, I just just looking at um, all the award shows and getting the idea of just having more color involved and giving more inspiration to people of color and showing that you don't have to look like this person to win these particular awards and get attention. And I thought with uh, who was it? Was it Miss Universe mm-hmm. who had the speech? I think so. Yeah, and I, I just giving basically of where she came from and what she said to Steve Harvey in response to giving the opportunity of somebody that looks like her to give younger children an, an I guess, an outlook of like, I could do this too if I work hard. And it doesn't, I don't have to look like this specific person to showcase my talent and my beauty and my look. Okay, what about your thoughts on that, Josh? Well, I didn't see any of the pageantry or, you know, any of the videos besides the memes. So, but it was great to see. It's very interesting. Okay. And just we want to shout them out, um, those beautiful women from one of those pageants. And just some local news. Um, and, and forgive me, how you pronounce the name? A thing, Moo. A thing, Moo. Um, from to, Sudan. From Sudan. Who goes to Trenton Central High School. And commits to Texas A&M and is the number one track recruit in the entire country for a women's track. Do we know what, what she runs? Or maybe not. Um, but she is the number one uh, recruit. Texas A&M is a... 600-meter. 600-meter, okay. Uh, and is, 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 a, is a great school. And just to have that local... Uh, Trenton Central High School um, a student be able to do that is very um, 
very good for our actual city, city that we live in, a city that we grew up in, and to see someone, you know, excelling from there again makes me makes me proud. I agree, and I'd be curious what made her decide for Texas A and M with all the let's say athletic institutions in all the land. I was just curious. Um, I don't know. Isn't that where, isn't that where Manziel went? A and M, right? Right. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. They got a lot of money at A and M. You know, he brought like a million dollars to that score in, in the years there. So SEC, right? SEC, yeah. And they got the new television contract deals rolling in. So yeah, yeah. yeah they said his, his three years there, he brought almost like seven hundred million dollars to the school, just like just by him being there, and him, yeah, like because of his the games and how many sellouts were happening, and just to see Manziel his merchandise and stuff like that. Like just him as a player, and no NFL teams want this on their team. Well, I mean, he's kind of <laughs> not what he used to be, but and as Aggie, he's he's going down. He's like he's like Tebow at the University of Florida. That's what he is to the. I agree. So yeah. if I was Jerry Jones, he's going to be my backup. Makes sense. Marketing wise, that's a slam dunk. That's an alley oop. That's a self alley oop and a dunk. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, I was in Gainesville one time with speaking of Tebow, and I mean, it's like he, he can run for mayor right now and win, like unopposed. Like, <laughs> tell you right now, no political background. They love him in Gainesville, Tim Tebow. It's uh, it's, it's like that. So, um, so moving on forward, that's our news for this time. So-